Hello, and welcome to Pop Culture Hangfire with Christian and Gabriel. A podcast where Gabriel and I visit the 80s year by year and we learn about pop culture. The year, 1982. The board game Trivial Pursuit is introduced. On April 19th, Sally Ride became the first American woman in space. And a Sony Walkman cost $129. Were you a, were you a Trivial Pursuiter? Is that the right term? So, I remember as a kid having an old copy of Trivial Pursuit, like not an up-to-date one. And I remember we used to play it sometimes with my dad. And you always wanted to be, like my brother and I, you'd want to be on my dad, you know, you'd want to have him on your team because like there's a bunch of shit that there was no way my brother or I would know. It was old. It was an old (laughs) copy. Like why would we know? But my dad knew all that shit. And then for Christmas, I think one year, I got a copy that was Star Wars Trivial Pursuit. And now suddenly, suddenly the tables turned and dad needed to be on my team because he would know like two answers. He knew Greedo and like he knew like real basic stuff, but I knew like every answer. Like there's there was like I was real good at that. Nice. That was my Trivial Pursuit experience. I played Trivial Pursuit the first time in my 30s. (laughs) And it was an international one, so it was like, you know, like it, it was, good luck. Yeah, it was basically yeah. It was like I can answer any American history question, guys, but, uh, <laughs> but I, I'm I'm fucked on sports <laughs> and science, yeah, and everything else. I want to say too, we've played it before with my friend's family for like over Christmas, like for after Christmas dinner. There's usually some game gets played, and one time I want to say it was Trivial Pursuit. And man, sports like her dad knew almost every sports. Question like the rest of us are just like nah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a it's a fun game. It is it is fun and and it's one of those it's one of those games where the premise is very simple. You know, like like the board itself is almost unnecessary <laughs> because you're really you're really just trying to to see test your knowledge basically, right? And, and yeah, a, if you and had a little like bit a spinner of that picked a color, yeah, like you'd basically, be, it'd be basically as good. It would be that, yeah. All right, let's talk about some people who were born in 1982. Right at the top of the list, we have Nicki Minaj, a hip-hop artist born in Trinidad. I, again, it, it's just, it's one of those, one of the, like, I like rap. I like female rappers. Very outspoken. She's She handles her business well, from what I can tell, on the news. Uh, but that's that's pretty much my exposure. <laughs> any Any thoughts on Nicki Minaj, Gabriel? <laughs> I'm trying to think. I don't have any experience with her or any thoughts. Like, I've actually seen and been up close, thanks to the awards, to, like, a number of individuals. Oh, she's right. not one of them. I right. was trying to think. I The only one I have a story is is Cardi. I have a Cardi story. Okay. Well, when we get um, to Cardi being bored. You can yeah, yeah, it. yeah. That'll be fun. Because I'm trying to think if I have any exposure. And I just don't. I don't know enough about it. I was going to say, I didn't know she was a, I didn't know she was a Trinidadi. I did not realize that. That's the term I'm going to use. Uh, it's better than me trying to pronounce Trinidadian. 
<laughs> uh, sticking with with rap, uh, Little Wayne, born in eighty two. Subjectively, I think one of the greatest rappers of all time. I don't agree with that term, but he is often on lists. I don't. I I I I think he's he's all right. Where do you place him then? I don't know. I don't. I maybe top twenty. Maybe okay. <sighs> actually no. I I'm, I just let me take that back. Not enough exposure for me to feel like I could say what level he's at. Everything I've ever heard him do and everything he's ever featured on, I just don't hear what other people hear because it's he he sounds he doesn't sound like he's. But I guess I'm used to like stronger, harder rappers, you know. So maybe maybe mm. that. Now he's had some great songs, but a discography that would put him in the top. No, I, again, not familiar enough. Not familiar enough. So I'll say that. But subjectively, you know, people will say he is one of the greatest rappers. All right. Uh, moving on to Colby Smothers. You might know her as um, Agent. Based on that name, I didn't even know it was a she until you said she. Oh, really? I was like, yeah, because Col- Col- I mean, Colby could be, I well, guess, depending on how you maybe spell it. Maybe because I said Colby when I should have said Col- Colby. Yeah, it's, she's a, she played uh, Agent Hill. She's a... Nick Fury's number one. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's her. Other, I mean, she's had two incredible things on her resume that I think she can she can live the rest of her life off of. Um, Agent Hill and Robin Sherbatsky from uh, How I Met Your Mother. Okay. Did you ever watch that? I did not. I've seen it twice. It's actually a very, very funny show. And and uh, Neil Patrick Harris's Probably right after Doogie Howser, some of his greatest work. Well, no, hang on, hang on, hang on. Harold and Kumar, that probably his greatest work. And then a toss-up between Doogie Howser, MD, and uh, and How I Met Your Mother as, um, what's his what? name? You're not putting Starship Troopers in there? Uh, nah, <laughs> not enough. Not enough. Uh, but yeah, that's her. And then um, Academy Award-winning actress... Anne Hathaway, born in 82. Yeah. Les, Miser- right. Les Miserables, Devil Wears Prada, uh, Rachel Getting Married. For me, forever and always, Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> because because Brokeback Mountain. She's a, she's a wonderful actress, and she seems to have like such a great sense of humor and personality about herself and about just most things. Um, so, yeah, uh, born in uh, 82. Now, moving on to people who died. Do you know Marty Feldman? Ooh, that sounds familiar. Actor, comedian, screenwriter, poet. He is known, or he was known, obviously died in 82. He was known um, for his prominent misaligned eyes. You'll remember him as Igor in Young Frankenstein. Okay, yep. Yeah. Uh, that's that's what I will always remember him on. But he was part of a, he was part of a, a pretty big movement in in England, I think, with uh, in comedy. Uh, died in eighty two. He died of a heart attack while filming a movie in Mexico City. Damn. Yeah, but I will always every time I watch uh, Young Frankenstein, he he steals that damn movie. He's fantastic in it. Um, moving on to, how familiar are you with Jimmy Hoffa? 
Uh, I mean, f- passingly familiar simply because of the uh, connection to where I live. <laughs> <laughs> he is a he is a famous <laughs> famous in Vegas. I thought you were gonna say because of the movie that uh, that Jack Nicholson and Danny DeVito were in. Oh, I haven't seen it. Oh yeah, Danny, uh, Jack Nicholson does a great job with Jimmy Hoffa. Yeah, but Jimmy Hoffa was a, a labor union leader. He was very influential in the transportation union. Uh, by uh, he was the leader of the transportation union, and this was in the times when like they would brawl at you know at strike uh, at strike lines, at strike barriers. What do you call? Yeah, the picket line. Picket lines. Uh, where they would get into like full-on fights, basically. Yeah, can't let those scabs cross. Yes, yes, yes. Um, in pop culture, obviously, he is specific, especially known uh, for his inexplicable disappearance. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how did this happen? Uh, Nobody knows. And as as uh, as Gabriel said, uh, Hoffa was suspected of having links to organized crime, and has been widely... what an upstanding union leader. No. <laughs> Widely speculated that he was murdered and body concealed or disposed of due to that. But yeah, uh, uh, interesting character, but one of those definitely heavy handed, like, put your money where your mouth is, will f- physically fight for rights. <laughs> there's been a lot of, uh, like, theories about where the body ended up, too. Like, you know, there's been, I think they've dug up a few places looking and, like, you know, I don't. I can't even think of where they are, but I know I've heard of like, oh, it's under this stadium. I think he's under some stadium. I, Which stadium was? I heard he was in the water with some cement shoes. That's a classic. We've definitely had some bodies show up, although none of them were him, or at least none of them were identified as him. Yeah, but like, uh, like they said in Casino, right? A lot of holes in the desert. That's true. A lot of holes in the desert. Moving on to Randy Rhodes. Familiar with Randy Rhodes? Uh, not just from the name, no. Tell me about him. Guitarist, musician. He played on Ozzy Osbourne's two albums, Blizzard of Oz oh. and Diary of a Madman. He was part so, of Black Sabbath. I've definitely been exposed then. I just didn't know the name. You have. You have. Um, considered a pioneer in modern rock playing. He died in a very weird, almost rock and roll way, but also coincidental way, right? So what happened was, the the band was on tour, and they uh, they stopped by an airport, and their bus driver was also a pi- licensed pilot, and decided to do like some quick flights for the for the crew. So he they did like he did like four flights, taking two different individuals at a time. It was a very small plane. On the fourth flight that had Randy Rhodes and the band's uh, makeup artist, he was showing off a little bit, and. Um, he did some very close calls to the bus, and on one of those close calls, it clipped the wing and flew directly into a nearby house, immediately exploding, basically killing everybody on board in, in, in instantaneously. Oh, uh, wow. I mean, a little rock and roll, but also like a little, <laughs> you know. Died in a plane crash. Oh, my gosh. But like the pilot was like fucking around. But, 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 but fucking around, exactly. And he was also the bus driver. Because that's what rock and roll stars do, right? Like, like oh, you have Dying a plane crashes. I mean, it, I mean, it fits. Yeah, that's wild, isn't it? Though, and and everybody who who speaks of of him is like, you know, just one of the greatest guitarists. And and I'm like, damn, in only 
two albums. God knows what they could have still pulled off afterwards, you know? Yeah. But yeah, Randy Rhodes. Moving on to movies. We're going to start with the big one, Gabe. And again, in our truest of fashions, we did not connect it to Christie Alley's first appearance yesterday, uh, last episode. <laughs> Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. Khan! <laughs> Box office success, uh, earning $97 million worldwide and setting a record for its first day box office gross. Uh, the sequel to Star Trek One, which was like a something in space, right? What was Star Trek One called? <laughs> <laughs> Socialism in space. No, no, they didn't have that in the 1980s, or uh, a galaxy far, far away. Whatever the hell uh, Star Trek was. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, what was their thing? Their thing was what, what was part of their uh, boldly go where no one's gone before, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, okay. It was it was Star Trek Space Travel. That was part one. In... That was it was called Space Travel. I believe so. According to you're kidding. No, according to no, actually no. I'm sorry. It was it, my my mistake. It was Star Trek the Motion Picture. Just okay. <laughs> just... That makes a little more sense. I was like, man, like wait a <laughs> just like hammer the point home. We're in space, y'all. It is interesting though how it just says Star Trek Space Travel is the first film directed. Yeah, apparently. So Star Trek II, Wrath of Khan, is actually a sequel to an episode from the series. Okay. Which is interesting. As I mentioned, uh, one, uh, one of the most successful films of that year. Um, surprisingly, it had a less of a budget than, um, than the first film. The first film had a budget of $35 million, but when they made part two, they... We're like, yeah, no, we can't do a lot of these things. And the budget went down to 12, and it ends up being one of the most successful ones, uh, or at least regard well-regarded among the uh, Star Trek fans. Have you seen it? And also, just let's also remember, we have Ricardo Montalbana's Khan. I have seen it. Um, I'm trying to think. I, I, I don't know if I've seen all of the original movies. I definitely have seen Khan more than once. It's been a long time. We only owned Star Trek Four when I was a kid. I don't know why. That was the one that's, with the whales, right? Yeah, that's a question to ask. But like, why do we own number four out of the series? Maybe and not the uh, but maybe because it was like yeah, because you know, like in 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 two, obviously you have Khan in one. You know, in three you Who have knows? the death of Spock, right? He, he search for Spock or something is it called? Well, does he die in two or does he die in three? I think he dies in. He's got to die in two, right? And then in the third one, they're looking for him or whatever, or doing oh, something, okay. whatever they're doing. And then in four, they're saving whales. Yep. Time travel. Spock's back. Time travel, right? And saving whales, right? <laughs> yes. Because if you slingshot around the sun, you go back in time. Proven science fact. Can't dispute it. Well, that's the thing. You can't dispute it. Well, it's true that you can't dispute it. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you know it's real. Uh, yeah. Um, but so, yeah, so, I, I, so that I was, feel like I've seen that probably all of them at some point. I do not remember one. I remember Wrath of Khan. Saw it at least a few times. But it's been a very long time. The fact that I can tell you what happened in each one of those movies, it seems, tells me that I've seen them. But you're right. I do not remember the plot of one. I feel like <laughs> we can probably say Klingons. <laughs> Klingons, they, they do mess things up. <laughs> they they do. are to blame for a lot of they do. <laughs> problems. 
Um, okay, moving on to the next film, a uh, bigger one, Gabe. Little known film called Rocky Three. Oh, written, directed, and starring Sylvester Stallone. All right. So right off the bat, I always thought that Eye of the Tiger had been in all the films. This was actually just for part three. And then it became the the, the theme song for Rocky for the next six movies or five movies, right? <laughs> yeah. Also, they were like, we found it, guys. We found it. Fun fact, uh, received an Academy Award nomination for Best Original Song. Yeah. So. Wow. Have you seen all the Rocky films? I have. I actually think I own all the, like, well, at this point, not all, but I, I own the original collection on DVD, I want to say. And the original collection is five or four? I want to say five. Okay. And so you've seen them all? Yep. So you know the the, the Rocky I mean, I haven't story. seen the, like, the newest ones that came out very much later. Like how many? So there was there was Rocky Balboa, which is the, the part six, I believe. I have not. I don't think I've seen that. And that's the one. Actually, that's a very interesting premise because it's it's that whole like boxing video games are getting very popular where you could where you could have like Mike Tyson fight Muhammad Ali, and mm. and the conversation comes up of like, oh hey, what if Rocky Balboa fought the latest champion, and then it turns into a thing, and then he actually ends up fighting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Damn video games. And then technically Creed is is number seven. And, yeah, and I haven't seen Creed. Creed is good, dude. Creed one and two is actually very. I've heard good. that. Yeah, it's actually very good. Um, it sucks that they're going to the new Creed movie and they didn't include Stallone in it, which is it's weird. Oh. It's weird. So, of all the Rocky films that you've seen, which one is your favorite, or which one do you think is is the best? Oh, that's tough. Um, I mean, holistically on its own. I think that you can't beat the first one just because that tells a story that can be just it, you could you could you could finish there and be like it's fulfilling, and then after that it kind of feels like they all kind of lead into each other that that's the rest of the story. I do like uh, I do like three. Three's got uh, Mr. T, right? Mr. T and Hulk Hogan. Yep. Yeah. Three's three's got some real good characters in it. I gotta say. You know, I, I was thinking about this as I was as I was doing the research, and I think you said it. Exactly that, like, like standalone one could end there. Like he didn't win, but he proved himself, you know. And and it has such an iconic ending where you're like, that is the end. It's fine. But I love the storytelling because they they kind of lead into each other. Because part one he proves himself, part two he proves it to the world by beating the champion. Yeah. Part three, it's the fall from grace, mm-hmm. you know. And then part four is redemption almost, right? Like, um, and then, and, and part five, actually, it's, even though it's not one of the best ones, I think, I think it tells a great story of, of him trying to move on, trying to become a mentor to somebody else. Like some, like he, he had been mentored and, yeah. and it almost turns into like, um, you know, like a Marcus Aurelius, like gladiator thing where, where the person you picked just isn't a good person and and then you almost you almost feel responsible for them because now you're like i brought this into the world and now i must destroy it it's almost like he created his own little uh monster yeah so no i, I agree with you i think they're all solid solid film i think three is definitely more pop friendly right 
Because in one, you're, it, it's, an, it's an indie film. You know, nobody knows, nobody cares. Two, I think we, you all want to see him win. But in three, now it, he's just that guy. He's Rocky. And you kind of know what to expect. So, so I think it becomes, it be, like by part three, you're already in, you know? Part one, you caught it early, maybe. Maybe you saw part two and then went back to part one. But by part three, you know Rocky. Like, you're going in because you want to see Rocky. And it's probably why it was, what does it say? Fourth highest grossing film of 1982. Fourth Damn. grossing highest film. Gabe, what do you think? How much do you think that movie made? Fourth highest grossing? Oh, no. Um, <laughs> $1982. I don't even know what the ceiling is for 1982. So like, uh, did it make like a, a hundred and twenty million? Double that and not thirty. Oh my god! Because right? I was gonna say like a hundred and eighty, and I was like, is that too much for 19? Like, how much money did they make? Damn, that's a <laughs> and that's the fourth highest. Yeah, exactly. What the, did we cover the highest grossing? Probably ET. Yeah, I forgot how much ET made. ET made a ton of money. That made that made the career. We were talking about that. Yes, it's true. And I forgot how much money ET made. Yeah, but yeah, this was a, it was a good film in that sense of like he loses his mentor, he gets he finally gets a challenge, something that pushes him to like to to be better, and I love that he goes to Creed to train him. You know, like the guy yep. who who was. And you get that fabulous scene of them running in the on the beach with the little with the little uh, ranger panties and cut off midriffs. <laughs> and when they finish the race, very eighties. Oh my god! It was I, I love that that that. I mean, I, but here's the other thing: they're both they have beautiful bodies. So you know what, midriffs and ranger panties, fucking get it, Rocky. You can get it, boy. You and Creed can both get it. And uh, of course, Eye of the Tiger. Let's not forget. I know. mean. That, if nothing else, it should have won. Who doesn't get hyped to that song? Just out of curiosity, and I, I should have done this before, but now that we started talking about it, who did win for best original song in 1982? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, what the heck? 1982 best original song. The nominees were How Do You Keep My Music Playing from the movie Best Friends, Up Where We Belong, Officer and a Gentleman. That's a good one. Eye of the Tiger, Rocky Three. It might be you, Tootsie. And if I were in love for the movie, yes, Giorgio. And the winner is Up Where We Belong, An Officer and a Gentleman. It's a great film. Should have been Eye of the Tiger. Although, according to this website, should have won. It might be you, Tootsie. <laughs> Speaking of Tootsie, movie that came out in 1982, Tootsie. Have you seen Do You Know About It? I, I haven't, and I don't really. Okay. So, it is um, directed... Well, okay, let me just say this. It stars Dustin Hoffman. It has Jessica Lange. It has Bill Murray in it. It has Gina Davis in her debut, as we mentioned. Yep. Uh, a major critical and financial success. The second most profitable film of 1982. Nominated for 10 Academy Awards, including Best Picture, and Jessica Lange won the only award for Best Supporting Actress. This movie is a movie about an, a struggling actor who can't land a job on a soap opera, so he dresses like a woman and auditions and gets the part, and then because 
because he's a man, obviously, as a woman, he doesn't act like a woman. So he gets he does really well with his character on the TV show, but also in the personal like life, because, you know, it's not a doughy female lead. It's a strong, independent woman because she's a man, obviously, not because she's a woman. Um, but yeah, that's what it is. It's Tootsie. It's uh, it's just Dustin Hoffman in drag, trying to trying to uh, you know affirmative action himself into a soap opera. Yeah, that's uh, that's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've I've never seen it. Uh, fun fact: highest grossing film in Germany, nineteen million. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, I I saw this movie. Oh my god! Like ninety five, probably as part of a Dustin Hoffman thing, and I don't remember it, and I don't remember much of it, but it wasn't that great. Just gonna put it out there. <laughs> Friday the Thirteenth Part Three comes out. I'm just mentioning it because I was very surprised to hear that the budget of this film was two million dollars. <laughs> wow! I know. And as I told you, this is the movie where he first dons the uh, hockey mask. Right. Uh, two million dollar budget made thirty six million. Well, you can't be upset in that return. You cannot. You cannot. But again, for the next you know ten years, you're going to have a Friday the Thirteenth movie every other year. So I just wanted to make yep. sure we bring that up before we talk <laughs> about the last movie of the episode, which is Forty Eight Hours. Have you seen it? Oh, I don't think so. Really? Tell me about it. It sounds familiar, but like. So this I is I don't know. This is Eddie Murphy's I guess you would say his his big screen debut cuz he was you know the the top cast member of SNL at this time. I think yeah. he, I think he had already done Delirium in his uh, or Delirious in his uh, stand up. Mm-hmm. Um but this is his first film and it's him and Nick Nolte and it is considered or at least it's credited or often credited as being the first buddy cop genre movie. Okay, I've definitely heard of it. I ha- I don't think I have seen it. I don't think so. Um, so directed by Walter Hill and co-written by a couple people, but one specific person that I want to mention who co-wrote it was Stephen E. DeSouza. He goes on to to write Commando and Die Hard. So okay, yeah, exactly. The film grossed seventy eight million uh, in U.S. and Canada, and became the seventh highest grossing film of nineteen eighty two. And basically, you know, the career of of uh, Eddie Murphy. So what this movie's about is Nick Nolte plays a, a cop who who goes to the prison and gets Eddie Murphy's character released for forty eight hours to help him catch the guy who used to be his his crime partner. Oh, and that's the premise. So it's the okay. um, you know it's the two individuals with different personalities fighting each other while trying to catch the killer. Which one of them is two days from retirement? Uh, that's Lethal Weapon. <laughs> Which that was a trope that got added later to yes, Bunny Cops. Yes, it won't come out too much later. <laughs> uh, there was a sequel. It was an improvement on the formula. Yes, there was a sequel to 48 Hours, by the way, in 19, like, early 90s. Just, you know, for yeah. the record. Yeah, this was a this was a fun movie. It's It's an interesting flick. Now, if you watch it, you might realize that it's got some language that you probably can't get away with anymore. I think Nick Nolte drops the N-word quite a few times oh as gosh. part of his character, as part of his character about you know, Eddie Murphy. He was singing the lyrics. 
shit. I read about that. Uh, um, but yeah, but no, again, it's a fun film. And again, for the debut of Eddie Murphy, dude, like Eddie Murphy in 1980, dude, this is his first film, right? Um, did you ever watch Trading Places? Him and Dan ooh, Aykroyd? I, about a rich guy and a, and a homeless guy? I can't be sure. I'm so going to anyway, say no, but again, sounds super familiar. Yeah, it's a fantastic film. He does that in 83. In 84, he does Beverly Hills Cop. In 86, he does The Golden Child. In 87, he does Beverly Hooks Cop 2, and he does his stand-up special, Raw, which is one of the greatest ones. 88, he does Coming to America, and 89, he does Harlem Nights. I mean, fuck, dude. This is <laughs> just insane, the year that this man, the decade that this man has. Springs right into it. Doesn't stop. Does not stop. Can't stop. Won't stop. As they say. Um, okay, Gabe, moving on to first appearances, debuts, as we just talked about. Eddie Murphy debuted in uh, 48 Hours. Are you familiar with Glenn Close? Yes. Yep. She first appeared, uh, debuted in the film The World According to Garp. I, I don't... So, I mean, she's a phenomenal actress, but in the 80s, she had two films that were like erotic thrillers that I think everybody and their mothers remembers. And it was Fatal Attraction, where she and Michael Douglas um, get, like have a one-night stand or like have an affair, and then she becomes like crazy for him, where she like boils a bunny. And uh, Dangerous Liaison. I never liked anyone that much. No, no. Um, me neither, actually. Uh <laughs> But uh, but in the then in the nineties she she does some more serious work she I think eventually like she's a, just a phenomenal actress yeah uh, Linda Hamilton debuts in uh, nineteen eighty two I'll be honest with you I am familiar with Linda Hamilton for two things it was the nineteen eighties um, Beauty and the Beast TV show I don't know if you recall that nope it was great. And then Terminator. Those are the only things that I know her for. Terminator's the only thing. <laughs> and it was like Terminator 1, Terminator 2, and then like the last Terminator movie, right? She, she <laughs> and made then a, Terminator 87. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think and I think she I think she kept it she kept her career pretty light, you know, to be honest. I think after the 90s, she pretty much stayed off the limelight. I mean, if I was in the first couple Terminators and I could just call it quits, <laughs> if I was <laughs> those are that's pretty good. Maybe we should do an episode of like, although no, we did we did have a question like that, right? Like if you have, could have been known or directed one movie, yeah. Or, and I those were the questions we had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we're supposed to do that again, aren't we? Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll do that sometime. Uh, last on the list, this actor is an actor's actor, Michael Madsen. Michael Madsen uh, debuts in '82. I know Michael Madsen. Or at least was introduced to him through Reservoir Dogs. That was the first time I ever saw him in anything. And after that, I could not miss him in everything. The dude, he he is in the background of just about every cool movie. Like he in and every movie that he's the lead in ends up being a B movie. And every A movie, he's always a supporting actor, some cop, some somebody in the background. And obviously, some of the best characters that that uh, Quentin Tarantino has written for. 
like Michael Madsen in the Tarantino movie is is the best you're ever going to see from an actor. Just incredible okay. work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, Reservoir Dogs would be what he sticks out in for me. That might have been the first thing I saw. That at least I mean, I would that scene with him. the ear. It's just, oh, that freaked me out. I told you that was that was problematic for younger me. But yeah, if you think about every um, every Tarantino movie that he's in, yeah, like, he's just he's such a great, great. He writes so well for him. He was in Free Willy, apparently. Yeah, and, that, and that's what I'm saying. When you look at the the when you look at his this, his filmography, the dude has been in everything. He was in the Chronicles of Narnia? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> you could tell me any movie right now and I could go it's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he he was he was he was in Lord of the Rings. For fucking sure he was. <laughs> That's just who he is. All right. Time we have left, Gabe. Uh something old, something new. I've had a very good week this week. Um, first and foremost, I want to tell you, I was listening to Smartless and they were interviewing or they were talking to Sigourney Weaver. And when they were asking about how she got into the business, she mentioned her, her father, Pat Weaver. And then I was like, who the hell is Pat Weaver? Looked him up. And this is just a quick fact. This is the man who pitched and got the very first Today Show on television in 1952. This is the man who came up with the idea of having a morning show between 5 a.m. and 8 a.m., to welcome people and get them ready for the day. Now, he takes it to the next level, Gabe. In 54, two years later, he's the person who creates the Tonight Show. The late night show. <laughs> this man just saw holes, like, a whole, like underserved markets in television. Was I like, mean, I got it. And, and think about this, dude. Imagine <laughs> you own the late night, right? So people are already tuning into your channel because you're the only channel who's got this type of show. They turn off their TVs, they go to bed. They turn on their TVs, and then you have them all ready for the morning. Fucking brilliant. I thought that... I mean, it seems so simple but and obvious, but yes. it it that's That was, you know, to be the guy that does it. Dude, that's Sigourney Weaver's dad. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Ripley herself. And, you know, whoever she is in Avatar. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I learned that this week. I thought that was that was just incredible. Incredible. No, that's that's that is very interesting. Like, I mean, I, you know, obviously there's somebody behind the scenes for all these things, and every now and then it's a real interesting story. Yeah, I might, might I might do more research on him. I watched Clerks three. I rented it. No. Oh yeah, it's a tearjerker of a freaking movie, man. When you've been watching, oh no, Kevin Smith films and his universe, it's a yeah, it's a it's a great. Great fucking way to to end the Clerks uh, franchise. It was so much fun. It was heartbreaking to watch at the same time. Um, so, but yeah, so, such a such a fun fun movie to watch. I, I'm glad that it was available for me to rent because you know it's never going to be in a theater. Here. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a it's not a staple. It's not a it's not a finish. No, no, no it's not okay. going to make it. And the last thing that happened this week that I was very excited for. Finally got to season seven of the Clone Wars. Met the Bad Batch. Okay. <laughs> Met the Bad Batch. And two things. One, the main guy, I had seen his face before, but I didn't know where it was from. And I thought, oh, that's pretty interesting. So that was the first thing. Secondly, I want all those helmets. Those fucking helmets are so fucking cool. Yeah. The characters are a little over the top. And again, it was only two, you know, 
two episodes. But um, but I love the idea of what they are. So now I'm I'm totally looking forward to finishing this season of Clone Wars so I can move on to the Bad Batch. And then I was going to ask you, am I supposed to watch those other three spinoff shows in a certain order? <laughs> like, ooh, that's that's a good question because me, I feel like I didn't. I probably did not do things in the right order myself. I think I watched things kind of a little bit as they happened, which may or may not be ideal. Okay. But it makes sense that if they, that, if they, Google search. That they were released as they happened, right? Uh, you know what? Again, I, I, it's sometimes yes, sometimes no. Look, which, mm. which three things? Cause I know there's, there's rebels, right? Okay. Yeah. There's rebels. And then there's an, oh, hang on. I saw them being like, uh, you know, um, recommended to me. I my I like how you said the main guy's face. Yes, and I don't know if you were you're referring to the the main guy from the Bad Batch, right? Yes. It's it's funny that you say his face because they're clones. I've seen his face somewhere before, and I just that's actually that, I, I had an internal laugh at that. That's actually very funny. I, I didn't I didn't put those two together. <laughs> there's a funny there's that funny comment in. Uh, it's in the Mandalorian, right? Where like when when Boba gets brought in and that the what's her name? I can't think of it. She's the 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 Mandalorian chick makes some comment about seeing his face. You know, she's like, I've seen your face, you know, many times before, and he's like, Yeah, this might be the last time. <laughs> Resistance. Rebels. Right? Resistance yep. is the other one? Resistance, I haven't watched. Oh, okay, okay. That's one. Like, I don't know how that one fits in. Uh, so, if you prefer to watch shows in chronological order, starting with those centered around the prequel, so it goes. If you're watching them in chronological story order, mm-hmm. Clone Wars, Bad Batch, Droids, which is from 1986, uh, yeah, yeah, 85, 86, then Rebels, and then we're back in the 80s for Ewoks. And then Resistance is the final one oh. uh, for animated. So now, then, if you want to watch them based on when they were released, Droids, Ewoks, Clone right, Wars, okay. Rebels, Resistance, Bad Batch. So then I got to do Bad Batch, Rebels, then Resistance, technically, right? It, to, it, in the chronological story order, yeah. Okay, 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 I can do that. I watched Clone Wars when it came out. Um. Well, not when it came out, but like short, like at some point there, the other ones weren't out yet. And I watched Clone Wars. Rebels came out and it took me a while to get to it. Then I watched Rebels. Then Bad Batch came out. So like I've been all over by Uh, release date, not by. Okay. Not by story. And again, like you can do that just because like, obviously like there isn't, there's only tie in in reverse as they make them. That's (laughs) because. Yeah. So. Yeah. You don't really, you don't really miss out too too much i don't think there's a bad way to do it but um i'm excited there's more bad batch coming yeah i saw that that's still going yeah but yeah so that that was my week i i finally the clerks three and i met the bad batch awesome what about you uh i had a pretty light week for pop but i did i did watch a movie um that i had not seen before that it isn't 80s but it's 90s i'm gonna guess it wasn't the shawshank redemption (laughs) It was not. <laughs> it was Schwarzenegger, uh, Eraser. Oh, with um, with Miss Williams, right? What's her name? The supermodel Vanessa Williams, right? Let me double check. No, I know I'm right, Gabe. 
Yep, you are. <laughs> oh, and, and James Caan, of course. Of course, the villain. James Caan. Yes, yes. Well, one of the villains. But yeah, no, and I, you know, it's funny because it came up. I don't even remember what I was. I think I just like was. It was I was up late after a, a Christmas party, and I needed to hydrate before I went to sleep. I had had I had consumed uh, a bunch of gin. We had shot gin, which is like shots of gin. That's the yeah. Yeah, it was it was a choice. Um, it actually wasn't bad gin, all things considered. I'm surprised I'm saying that. Like he wasn't, but like it was still shooting gin. So I was like, I need to hydrate before I sleep. And I was like, while I sit here and nurse a bottle of water, let me watch something. So I popped on Netflix, and that was in my suggested. And I was like, oh, I I don't think I've seen this. Eraser so was in your it. suggestions. Yeah, on Netflix. Interesting. I mean, I feel like, you know, you watch a lot of, like, action movies and stuff. They're just going to be like, hey, they probably know my age, too. <laughs> so they probably are like, this is your childhood. You'll want this. And, yeah, I hadn't seen that one. So, like, that was my first watch so, through of it. And I was like, oh, this is fun. This so, is, like, you know, it's pretty classic, you know, over the top. Like, they have those uh, rail guns or whatever. <laughs> they do, Then, yeah. of course, Schwarzenegger, like, double underarm assault and just starts going ham on everybody. <laughs> like, in a way that you would not be able to, to realistically control. It's fantastic. And the one-liners. You know, I predicted, I think, every one-liner before he said it. Because you'd see something happen and you'd just be like, you know, I he's going to do the thing. <laughs> he's going to do the thing. <laughs> I haven't seen this, but I know what he's going to say. <laughs> I think great. I think that was, that was, yeah, I think that was one of, I wouldn't say that was one of the last, like, Arnold action movies like that because after that i think he is when he did like when he did like end of days and like the sixth um the sixth day and all that like it, 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 it where he started where they weren't hitting as much i think that was one of the last ones that still hit because he yeah. I, think, I think after that he did like last action hero it just you know like he i think uh he he lost his way for a little bit because he was trying but just things were not clicking yeah I do like Last Action Hero, I gotta say. I do not. I mean, so, hey, again, hang on. Okay, let me say this. I like that it's a movie that where he where he's not taking himself very serious. Yeah. Right? Where he's basically playing to every trope that he's ever... Yeah, the, whole, the reloading. He, like, he goes, like, that's weird. Like, when his gun <laughs> is actually empty in the real world, he's like, that doesn't ever happen. So I like the fact that he makes fun of all those tropes, you know? But at the same time... It's it's not a good movie. <laughs> it's not oh, a it's good... a bad movie, but it feels like it's an intentionally bad movie. Yeah, so you can enjoy yeah, it. yeah. I guess in that sense, yes. Oh wow, I hadn't thought about that film in a minute, 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 minute. <laughs> but yeah, that was my uh, that was my indulgence in uh, in such uh, a that you know, one surprised movie. the hell out of me, Gabe. I'm like, I, I didn't plan it <laughs> when you said that. When you said you watched, I I I totally thought you were going to go into one of the movies we've talked about that you haven't seen. No, no, nope. I'm not doing my homework. Yeah, there's two things I there's there's two things I don't do. Okay, I don't listen to the podcast and I don't watch the movies I haven't watched from the podcast. Nope, no, I don't watch the movies on my list of movies I'm supposed to watch. (laughs) You would you would let down the fans if you did, Gabe. Thank you. I got to be true to the character I am. Thank you for holding strong, buddy. We appreciate you. Oh man, but yeah, nineteen eighty two, man. That was a pretty good year for movies and and uh, and 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 births, I guess you could say. <laughs> I mean, some really big ones in there, you know, Conan, 
Blade Blade Runner. Like, I mean, again, like film. One of those is a film. The other one's a movie. It is funny how there is that distinction that we can have, right? Like, no, no, that that like you know that's that's a movie. That's a great movie. No, no, that's a fucking film. You watch your fucking mouth, goddamn it. It's one of those. It's it's those moments of like no 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 no. Hey, you just you better watch what you say next, boy. It's one of those things. <laughs> but yeah, no, I I yeah no I I again like I sometimes I'm surprised with how much I've watched, and sometimes I'm like no, this is exactly why this happens because of the fact that I watch, I have been watching random things for the last, I think. I'll say since 80, I'll say since 88, I feel like I've been watching a ton of random things and, you know, just for some strange reason, maintaining a recollection of a lot of that information. You saying that reminds me of the, the other standout thing that happened. We had our virtual holiday party for work. And oh. one of the things that happened is we did a few like trivia and like, you know, holiday related, you know, and trivia. You, you were killing it, weren't you? So for like for the one that was like about like traditions and like foods, it was international, and so like some of it's just like you're just guessing. Um, but for holiday movies, I like I I no, like like massacre like nobody else. Like I'm just and plus like I wasn't talking because this is the day after I had my my surgery on my mouth. So like I'm typing, I'm typing my answers, and I'm just like bloop, bloop, bloop. and they're saying like, slow down, let other people have a chance to like. I'm like I'm typing. If you can't say it faster than I can type it, you don't deserve to be in the competition. But like, I think the only ones I like didn't get were a couple of like they had to be like Hallmark like oh, okay. Hallmark holiday. Like I, I I wouldn't know those. But like you know that It's a Wonderful Life was in there. Nobody had a clue. Like there was, I was just like, oh yeah, Elf, Bad Santa. Like I was just nailing. They're like, all right, well we can. They actually like ended that category early because <laughs> they were just like, okay, well Gabe wins. Let's just let's just move on to the the next thing. So all I right. Do it. All right. Thank you everybody for listening. We will see you next week with a very special episode. Find us at at Pop Culture Hangfire on Instagram. Have a week.